It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm by myself. Uh, Lauren and Carl are doing other stuff around the world. I don't know exactly where, but uh, here I am with Ed Kim who is the president and chief analyst at Auto Pacific and fresh back from Vietnam. So how are you, Ed? <laughs> I'm good, Javier. Thank you so much for having me on the show. A little jet lag or, or you're okay? Uh, maybe a, a lot of jet lag. <laughs> Vietnam <laughs> is, uh, you know, I'm on the uh, west coast of the United States. So uh, Vietnam is 14 hours ahead for me. So um, yeah, just a little bit of jet lag for sure. Well, I hope you recover soon and don't fall asleep during the Hell episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> so, Ed, you have a, before we talk about your experience in Vietnam, that I already did in July, but I want to uh, yes. uh, hear your thoughts. But before that, I want to get a little bit of background on you because you're one of the people who really know the industry. I mean, you came from uh, Hyundai, right, before. Uh, so, you know it, the industry from inside. And then now you're in this other role for a few years now uh, as an analyst. Yeah. You're an industry specialist, not a journalist, right? Yeah, I definitely consider myself uh, an industry analyst as opposed to a journalist. Um, I don't write for an outlet per se, um, although I do comment on industry matters to the media very, very yeah, frequently. Um, but uh, um, you know, I do write content, but it's really a it's really on in a more business to business. Uh, context rather than something that uh, you know the public can really go out and read. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've actually, um, uh, like you said, I do have a uh, I do have product planning uh, product planning background from my years at Hyundai Motor America, um, and I've also been with Auto Pacific for um, uh, a total of about twenty years. Um, wow. I I actually did my stint at Hyundai. Um, you know, kind of I've. I, I was at started Auto Pacific, left to go to Hyundai, then I came back to Auto Pacific, and uh, this past January I uh, took over the company. Uh, our original um, owner and founder of the company uh, retired back in January. I stepped in and uh, carrying on his legacy. So it's all been very, very exciting. That's fantastic. So you bought you a job. 
basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you did in Hyundai. Product planning, I think, is the most important job in the automotive industry because you are the middleman between the consumers, the engineers, the designers, and the finance people at the car companies. <laughs> and then you, you put out the, the product that hopefully is successful. So I don't know if you want to share some sure. of your success stories from when you were at sure, Hyundai. Sure. What, what cars did you work on and, and uh, what, what kind of battles that you had to go through Put them in the market. Oh my God! Well, well, many battles, of course, but <laughs> um, but I think Javier, you put it exactly correctly. Um, you know, as a product planner, you know, you really do act as the middleman between the consumer and so many other um, divisions within our car company, whether that's design or engineering or upper management. And um, you know, really, as a product planner, you're really trying to understand and um, relay the voice of the consumer to the people that are doing the engineering, the people who are doing the design, um, and, uh, you know, ultimately really trying to work with them to make sure that the car that's being developed is the one that we think consumers will really, um, you know, react to. And actually, I was at Hyundai at, a, at what I think is really one of the most exciting times there. Uh, my time there was in the mid to, was in the 2000s. Um, and at the time that I was there, um, you know, the cars that the cars that Hyundai was, were building, um, I'll say it, I'll know, say they, it, you know, the <laughs> they were disposable <laughs> appliances. <laughs> well, you could say that, <laughs> but, um, but the cars that we were developing at the time, uh, you know, myself and my team, we were the ones that were, you know, really helping the company to turn the corner and develop yeah. radical new designs. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say that, uh, you know, my team was uh, very involved in the creation of the 2011 Hyundai Sonata, which I think is really the one car that really uh, turned, the, uh, uh, turned the brand's direction in a completely different way. Um, if you recall that yeah. 2011 Sonata, you know, it looked, it, it looked like nothing else in the market. It was radically styled. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, but it was also very practical and spacious and roomy. You know, basically it, it really turned the whole midsize car segment upside down and it forced other automakers to react very, very quickly to it. And the development and the introduction of that car really set the stage for all these other new Hyundai products uh, that came after that. Uh, you know, some of the other, some of the other products that uh, me and my team worked on were the original Genesis sedan, which of course now, uh, you know, has grown into a full uh, separate brand. luxury brand for, uh, for Hyundai. Um, you know, our, our team, uh, our, our team definitely had a hand, a, a big hand in developing both the original Genesis sedan. And uh, you of course remember the original Genesis coupe, which was so much fun. It was a, you know, rear drive, I know. Uh, you know, super, you know, powerful, fun, uh, two-door coupe. I mean, you know, it, it really, you know, for the first time, uh, got enthusiasts to look at the Hyundai brand and that was a big deal. Yeah. I remember we were at the New York Auto Show, I believe it was, and they did a burnout inside the COVID center with that <laughs> car. Were you there for that? Um, you know, I think I might not have been there. Um, I, I heard about it. I don't think I was actually there. Yeah, um, no, but you're right. But, that, uh, that car brought an enthusiasm into the, into the brand. And, uh, 
very interesting to hear why you were talking about the history in 20 years ago in Hyundai, because I, I, I visited South Korea a few times and I always mm -hmm. admired the work they've done. And I guess that was the time when they realized that they had the, the resources, the money, the backing from the government in South Korea and all those kind mm -hmm. of things. And they, they needed the talent, right? So they hired people like you and engineers and designers, and they really transform the, the whole group into something that I, I think is the best value in the market right now. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's really pretty amazing what the company was able to was able to pull off. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have to say that, you know, really me being involved uh, in that turnaround and in the creation of the new direction for Hyundai, it's it's def it's definitely one of my prouder um, you know, one of my prouder times in the industry. And it's it's a time it's a time in my career that I was what that I will always look so fondly back upon. Yeah. So this is a perfect segue for the experience you just had in Vietnam because I since right. I went and I learned about Binfast, I've been mm -hmm. saying and I don't know if you agree with me, but I think the Bing group is in a smaller scale maybe what the Hyundai group was to South Korea maybe 30, 40 years ago. You know, Javier, it's so interesting that you say that because um, that's what I've been saying this whole past week. Uh, I've been saying that uh, Vietnam in so many ways reminds me of South Korea in like the early 1990s. Um, you know, this is a, you know, Vietnam right now is a country that is um, exploding economically. And, yeah. um, you know, the country is changing very fast. Uh, there is a lot of optimism. Uh, uh, there's a lot of optimism in Vietnam. Uh, the people of Vietnam uh, overall, you know, you know, seem to be, um, you know, very excited and very optimistic for, um, you know, for, for the future. I mean, already they have seen so many positive changes uh, in their in their current economy and in their and in their own lives right now. I mean, you know, there's really been the emergence of a strong middle class, which did not used to exist. Um, and, uh, you know, the general quality of life has been going way up there. So, yeah. you know, this, this, this is this in so many ways reminds me of where South Korea was in the early 1990s. And uh, it's really it's really neat to see. Yeah. And let's remember, Vietnam is still a communist com uh, government, one party mm -hmm. system, no opposition, but right. absolutely 100 percent open economy. I mean, you see Range Rovers, Mercedes, Porsches, everything. People <laughs> seem happy restaurants and beautiful hotels and everything so it's a very interesting concept and i think that they're doing it right it's it's very impressive i mean you know you're right it is it it is still a it is still a communist system there but uh it you know it, it's in many ways it's a it's a very it's a very interesting hybrid of you know uh, of of capitalism uh, and communism, and um, you know, uh, you know, clearly, you know, the government is uh, less authoritarian than it once was in the past. You know, the, you know, the, the country has really opened up. So, you know, you know, to the to the people who are, you know, the to the Vietnamese citizens, I mean, this is a great time in their history, and uh, you know, it's a very exciting time in their history. And uh, you know, there there is so much, in, uh, you know, like I said, there is so much uh, enthusiasm and optimism among the people. And then that in turn is very much reflected in VinFast as well. 
Um, you know, VinFast is a, you know, you know, VinFast is obviously a brand new automaker. I mean, they've only been building cars for five years. Five years old. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a five-year-old car company, and they've been selling pretty much exclusively just in Vietnam. But already, you know, they, they have been making the very aggressive and, uh, you know, and radical moves to, you know, completely do away with their ICE uh, vehicle lineup and pivot entirely to, uh uh, entirely to EVs, um, and you know, as you know, um, and as you've discussed before on your show, you know the first, uh, you know, the first of these VinFast EVs uh, is supposed to be in the U.S. marketplace, uh, you know, by the end of the year. Yeah. So um, when so, I was there yeah. in July, that was the second round of these tours that they're doing with media from basically the U.S. and Canada, mm -hmm. um, and it was right. interesting because. There, the first one was in April, and the cars basically didn't work. I mean, they couldn't move. They broke. <laughs> That's what I heard. They, yeah. they were breaking, and that was in April. Then in July, when I was right. there, the cars were running fine. I thought they were a little bit heavy. I think the steering wheel. I, this was the BF8, so the two-row yes. um, SUV. The acceleration mm -hmm. wasn't that great. And then the one pedal driving system, they claim to have two, two levels and didn't feel much change, but that's all those things are kind of software and things that they can fix. But what's, uh, what was your experience? Because you drove them just last week. Right, right. So the cars that I drove, the, the, v, the VF8 models that I drove last week were uh, what were described as very close to production. Um, pre, they're technically pre-production models built to uh, Vietnamese um, market specifications. And they said that the US specification models were going to be very similar, except that the, uh, uh, the front suspension was going to get a thicker front sway bar. Uh, but okay. other than that, the suspension they said was, you know, was, was uh, correct for the US. Um, and um, you know they they were saying basically these are production level cars, and um, I, I guess you know if I'm going to be completely frank and honest, uh, I think the fundamentals of the VF8 are pretty good, um, but there is still some major fine tuning that I think need that that needs to happen before, uh, you know be, before um, uh, shipping the cars to the U.S. And, and uh, competing you know, at a high level because against uh, types like Hyundai and Kia and Genesis, right? Right, right. I mean, and, and here's the thing, um, you know, unlike many new brands, VinFast is not coming in, uh, is not coming into the market, into the U.S. marketplace as a value brand. I mean, in, in fact, uh, you know, the, the price point of of uh, the VF8 is pretty high, you know, when you include the battery in it, uh, and and of course you're you know you're aware that uh, yeah. uh, and for your and for your listeners, you know, the, oh, yeah. you know one of the more intriguing and yeah, interesting things about the whole VinFast model is that you can't is that uh, you know in theory electric car with no battery included, right, right, you know, so there's a there's a forty two thousand dollar you know base price, but that doesn't include the battery, and uh, you know you can do one of two things, you can either lease the battery. Um, or you can 
or you can just go ahead and uh, buy the car with the battery. Uh, and if you do that, and uh, that's what they, they that's what they announced only a couple weeks ago, um, and that's a change from their original plans. Uh, you know, if um, uh, I believe the starting price becomes about fifty-seven thousand dollars with the battery included, um, and you know, you going that route. There is a lot of very, very tough competition at that price point. Um, you know, if you check every box on a Hyundai Ionic 5, and, and you recall the Ionic 5 is World Car of the Year, North American Car of the Year. I, I mean, know. it is an award winner. I love the Ionic 5. It's a wonderful vehicle. And uh, the best, the best electric. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it really is. It, it is a superb vehicle in every single respect. And, uh, you know, the, the, the VF8 is not cheaper you know, than an Ionic 5. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's, that's going to, you know, that, that immediately puts it into a challenging position because here's a new brand that nobody knows anything about. Yeah, pl yeah. plus the fact that uh, for a lot of people still, the Vietnam, made in Vietnam label still brings memories of the war or other things and like, so new, new brand and all that. So that's another challenge, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a challenge, especially in the sense that you know nobody knows anything about, um, um, you know nobody knows anything about uh, the brand, and you know the whole idea of a car from Vietnam is an idea that you know any American consumer is completely unfamiliar with because we've never had Vietnamese cars in the marketplace before. So you know I, I think uh, consumers will be immediately. Uh, you know, questioning, you know, hey, what's the quality of a of this Vietnamese car like? I don't know anything about Vietnamese cars. Um, you know, is this going to be trouble free? Is it going to last a long time? You know, they're they're going to be asking these questions. And um, you know, usually when a new brand comes into the marketplace, you know, they'll start off with sort of a lower price to kind of help alleviate yeah. some of these concerns and get people to notice their car and kind of overcome their concerns and stereotypes that they may have. But, you know, with, with the way that the VF8 is, you know, looks to be priced, um, you know, they're not, it doesn't look like they're going to have a price advantage over the segment leader, which is Ionic 5. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's really being, it really seems to be more priced within, um, you know, at, at more luxury type price points and um you know that i think that i think that may be a challenge so uh co going back to the comparisons between the hyundai group and and, and being fast or the bing group i talked to manish mertrota who is the um, executive director for digital business planning and connected operations at hyundai and i asked him how did he how does he think that bing group is going to do in the near future and he says that they're going to be successful basically because they can afford to lose money for 10 to 15 years. <laughs> well, but, yeah, I, oh boy, I, I do have commentary on, on that, <laughs> on that point of view. <laughs> um, you know, when you went, uh, you know, when you went on uh, the FinPass tour, um, you know, um, you were also shown, um, you know, you were, you were shown the hotels. Parts of, the, of the VIN group empire, you know, VinFast is a subsidiary um, of the much larger VIN group, which has its hands in yeah, everything. Like from real about estate. 50 oh, subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there are so many companies within VIN group. Um, you know, clearly VIN group is one of these, uh, you know, Asian style uh, conglomerates, you know, much like uh, Samsung or LG or Hyundai or Mitsubishi, yeah. you know, that, that uh, you know, that, that has, you know, multiple, multiple businesses in so many very, 
different areas. They're, they're very diversified and they they have their hands in everything. And, uh, you know, Vin Group is, um, you know, Vin Group is clearly, uh, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, we were, we, we were shown other parts of the Vin Group empire, you know, they, they've built giant, uh, you know, residential communities, uh, you know, they're involved in healthcare, they're involved, you know, they, they just built a Vin university, um, you know, they, they're, they're in all these, uh, you know, multiple areas, they're even getting into, uh, you know, the bat, you know, batteries as well. So, um, you know, they, they, uh, they are spending, um, uh, you know, Vin Group uh, is clearly spending so much money, uh, you know, investing so much money into all of their businesses. I mean, you know, the size and scale of Ocean Park, which is one of the uh, residential communities that uh, that they've uh, that they're developing. I mean, the scale of it is unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, it's just it's, it's yeah. humongous. It's massive. Yet at the same time, very impressive, very impressive. But at the same time, there's also uh, you know, very few people actually living there yet. It's almost as if, uh, it's almost as if, um, you know, you know, they've built these giant communities with the understanding that, you know, maybe people aren't going to move in now, but as the economy of Vietnam continues to flourish, more and more people will be able to afford to move into these, you know, areas. But, you know, for right now, I mean, they're, you know, you know, they're, they're pretty deserted. There's, you know, they're almost like ghost towns. Yeah, I know. And, um, you know, it, it, the, and in a lot of ways, the same, Kind of applies to Vin Fast. Uh, you know, we, as you did, we uh, we toured their uh, assembly facility in Haiphong, and it was um, it was so impressive in terms of its scale. I mean, this is a massive facility, and uh, that they built in eighteen months. I I, I cannot believe they built it in eighteen months. Um, and you go inside, and they have the absolute latest. Uh, you know, the, the latest equipment in terms of, you know, stamping equipment, robots, um, you know, Everything, you know, yeah. these are, you know, this is all state of the court, state of the art, uh, you know, state of the art stuff that uh, you would find in the most modern auto factories around the world. So, I mean, you know, they're, you know, they, they seem to have, uh, you know, unlimited, uh, you know, seemingly unlimited resources. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. But I think where I'm going with this, though, you know, to, you know, wrap up this point, is that, um, you know, yes, they do seem to have the willingness to, um, you know, spend whatever it takes to accomplish their longer term goals. So, you know, to, uh, to the point of the uh, Hyundai person that you talked to, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think, uh, I think Vinfast uh, appears to be a company that's in it for the long term. And, uh, you know, they're not necessarily looking for very, very short term rewards, although they are launching an IPO next year, they say, which, you know, may put some pressure on them to uh, achieve things faster than, you know, sooner than later. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see in a five years or so uh, what what happened yeah then very interesting uh, nevertheless and a very interesting talking to you too thank you for your time yeah likewise and uh, where can thank we you. find all your content or tell, tell us about uh, out of pacific yeah so um uh, uh you can find out more about what we do at autopacific.com um and if you are a product planner or an engineer an automotive product planner or engineer and uh uh, you know, in, interested in interested in some of our uh, uh, you know B two B services. Uh, you can also go to eautopacific.com and learn more there. So um, yeah, I hope you'll uh, give us a call. Excellent. 
And we can find all about us and our social medias at Lauren Fix, at Carl Brower, and at Javier Mota. So, Ed, thank you for your time again, and uh, talk to you soon. All right, Javier, thanks so much. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.